Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. You're listening to the College Football Coast to Coast Show. Here are your hosts, Jacob and Tyler. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. We are ready for an action-packed week 11 ahead of us this weekend. Uh, We're actually going to get started on, I believe, Friday night um, with our games. Actually, Thursday night. Sorry, Thursday night. Thursday night. Uh, start off early this week. <laughs> we're gonna start off really early this week, um, and that'll be our first matchup that we jump into for Week Eleven, and that's gonna be in the ACC as always. We're gonna start there, um, and it's gonna be the North Carolina Tar Heels going on the road uh, to face the Pittsburgh Panthers. Um, Pitt is the six and a half point favorite in this uh, game here. Uh, both teams positive records. Uh, at this point in the season, uh, to to look in this game, I, I think the 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 thing that's going to be watched the most, I think, is the quarterback play from both sides of uh, this these teams uh, on both sides of the offense. Um, big touches coming from both teams, running backs. Uh, Pitt I, use Pitt uses their running back kind of like the New England Patriots do in the case of like um, goal line situations um, as a dump off or a dump down, um, and North Carolina has used their back, who's been very strong. Chandler's been very strong for them uh, out of the backfield in the second half of the season. Uh, I'll go with my pick, and uh, I think Pitt rolls in this game pretty easily. Uh, I'm going to give Pitt the nod. I'm going to go uh, 35-24. Yeah, I expect this to be somewhat of a high-scoring shootout. I, I do think that we're definitely seeing a North Carolina team play better as the weeks goes on. We're just seeing them uh, pull off a big victory against Wake Forest. They put up a lot of points against the Demon Deacons. And, yeah, like I said, uh, I'm definitely going to be looking forward to watching this on Thursday night whenever Sam Howell and Kenny Pickett, uh, you know, duel each other out. And like you said, the running backs, the running game uh, is going to be a huge factor. If whoever gets their running game going first is probably going to be able uh, to win the ball game because I'm sure uh, both of these uh, coaches don't want uh, you know, to rely too much on their quarterbacks. And the defenses, I, I would probably have to give the nod uh, to Pitt's defense. North Carolina's defense has been giving up way too many points uh, as of late. Uh, but they have been uh, playing against some really talented offenses. They're going to get tested on the road. 
Um, this is a tough one. I do think that North Carolina has all the talent on both sides of the ball to keep it close with Pitt. But uh, since this game is at Heinz Field, I'm going to give the advantage to the Pitt Panthers uh, and Kenny Pickett. I think that if Pitt can force some turnovers from Sam Howell and crew, I think they can end up winning. Um, I think it's going to be about a touchdown game, so I'll give this one 38-31 to 31 to the Pitt Panthers. All right, we'll roll on to the next game in the ACC, and this is huge, If for especially in the Coastal uh, Division. Whoever wins this one uh, should have a nice track uh, to the Atlantic Coast Conference Championship game in Charlotte. Wake Forest is 5-0. Uh, the interesting thing about Wake Forest's loss to North Carolina, you would think that it's an ACC loss, but no, it's actually an out-of-conference loss. I don't know what went into that. Don't ask me. I really don't know. But all I know is that Wake Forest is still undefeated in the ACC. NC State has the one loss. Uh, I think this is going to be a, a really good battle. And like North Carolina and Pittsburgh, I think this one's going to have a lot of points as well. Two talented quarterbacks. I'll probably have to give the edge to Sam Hartman and Wake Forest. But we've seen uh, throughout – this entire season, that Wake Forest defense is definitely the negative side of this Wake Forest team. They have a really good offense, but a really terrible defense. Probably one of the worst defenses in the country. Gave up a lot of points to Army. Gave a lot of points in the loss to North Carolina. So I do expect NC State uh, to score in this one. Should be a back-and-forth battle, uh, just punch after punch. But I do think that Wake Forest, after the North Carolina loss, uh, we'll bounce back at home and uh, stay undefeated in the ACC. I think it's going to be close. I'm going to go uh, 45 to 41 Wake Forest. Yeah, I agree with you in the case that this is probably going to be a pretty high scoring game. Um, both teams not really known for defense. NC State has no. NC State has come around as a team that has shown up for defense. We've seen that earlier this season against Clemson. Um, but uh, I think the story of this game is outside of the quarterback realm. I think it's receiver-oriented uh, in this game. I, I think you're going to see a lot of uh, time focused on Amezi for NC State and, and, and Robertson for uh, Wake Forest. I mean, your two leading receivers on both teams uh, really have, have uh, pushed their team uh, – to this point in the season with really good records. Uh, not not what we're used to seeing from these two teams in the ACC definitely have uh, picked up on recruiting and gotten a lot better. Uh, I don't know how I feel about this game. Uh, I know that um, Vegas agrees that this game is, is in favor of Wake Forest by a tad. Um, I don't know if that's because it's a home game. Um, but, but I think Wake Forest does win. It's going to be a really close game. I think it's a field goal game. Um, and this one, I, I do agree with you. It's high scoring, uh, higher scoring. I'm going to go 38, 35, uh, and I'll take Wake Forest. Now moving on to our next conference. And that is in the Midwest, Midwestern area. Uh, we'll be heading to the big 12, uh, in a first game that I think is one of the biggest games this weekend, if not the biggest game this weekend, uh, and that's going to be the Oklahoma Sooners going on the road to face the Baylor Bears. Uh, Oklahoma is ranked, ranked eighth in the college football playoff rankings right now, and Baylor is ranked 13th. Uh, both teams in pretty prime position to uh, stake their claim to make it to the Big 12 championship. Baylor has to have a lot of things go uh, wrong for Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. We, we'll get into that later. Uh, but Oklahoma opens as the five-and-a-half-point favorite in this one. Um, I think the story of this game is uh, protection up front for the Oklahoma quarterback. If the offensive line cannot hold up, uh, Baylor will take advantage of turnovers and turn them into points quickly. Uh, Baylor is a team that scores immense amount of points off of turnovers uh, without having their offense even touch the field. So um, if Oklahoma doesn't take care of the ball, and it's tough to play in Waco, and, and I've I've waited for this game all season, uh, 
because um, I thought this was going to be, you know, really, you know, the biggest part of the Big 12 that, that matters. Um, I, I'm going to take Baylor. I, I'll take Baylor by a touchdown in this one. Uh, I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't think Oklahoma gets, gets out of this one. Um, and I'll get into my reasons later of why, uh, but I think Baylor wins this game pretty close, but by a touchdown, uh, Baylor's going to show up for defense though. I think in this one, uh, I'm going to go 31, 24, uh, Baylor. Yeah, I expect this to be a really close game like it always is. Oklahoma-Baylor is always a fun game. Uh, You know, a couple years ago in 2019, Baylor had a really big lead in Oklahoma, came back and won it in the second matchup and went in overtime, and Oklahoma ended up winning that. So it's always a treat whenever the Sooners and the Bears uh, play. But uh, I think this one's not going to be as high scoring as it usually is in the past. Uh, Baylor's defense is really legit. Uh, on the other hand, Oklahoma has been rolling with Caleb Williams, and they've been rolling off success, off the success. Uh, they're going to be coming off of the bye week, so they had two weeks to prepare uh, for this Baylor team. So it's going to be interesting uh, how the first quarter really plays out for this Oklahoma team coming off the bye. Most of the college football teams that have come off the bye this week seems they have struggled uh, early on. So hopefully – uh, we don't see any struggles from the Sooners. If a couple of weeks ago, if you would have asked me uh, to pick this game, I probably would have went with Baylor. I just wasn't uh, liking what Oklahoma was generating, you know, just a struggle victory against Kansas and then going all the way back to the season opener. But they showed me uh, that they can blow out a team in Texas Tech. Granted, Texas Tech is now uh, looking elsewhere for a head coach, but I do think that Caleb Williams uh, will get tested. This will be his true first road test uh, as a true freshman, and it won't be easy against this Baylor defense. Uh, they, they got a really physical front. I just don't know if Baylor, if it gets to a high-scoring shootout, if their offense is talented enough to keep up with this Oklahoma offense. But I do think that Baylor will be able to score against Oklahoma's defense. I'll have it a little bit low scoring, probably in the 20s. But I do think that Oklahoma wins this one. I'll say 28-25 to 25 against the Baylor Bears. But honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Baylor wins. And if they do, it really shakes up that Big 12 race. All right, so we will now go on to Oklahoma's rival in number 10, Oklahoma State, as they welcome home the TCU Horned Frogs. Coming off a big victory, like we were just talking about the Baylor Bears. That was their last opponent. So that's another reason to look out for Baylor this week. Uh, you know, coming off of a loss to this TCU team uh, with an interim head coach, and they will now be traveling to Stillwater to play the number 10 Oklahoma State Cowboys, and they're a 13-point favorite against TCU. And I just don't really see TCU uh, keeping up with Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's defense is just as good as Baylor. TCU was able to have success against Baylor, but that was a home game for TCU. Now they have to go on the road to a hostile environment. I just don't see TCU uh, hanging close in this one. I'll agree with Vegas. I think they at least win by two touchdowns. I do think that Spencer Sanders uh, can do just enough. I think they're going to get their running game going, uh, really suffocate this TCU uh, uh, defense. Uh, But in the end, I have Oklahoma State winning this one, 31-14 against the Horned Frogs. Yeah, night games uh, in Stillwater are just a little bit different, uh, mm-hmm. as we've seen over the over the years uh, of the rise of Oklahoma State in in the Big Twelve. Uh, I think the biggest thing in this game, uh, well, the biggest takeaway I have even before this game is that you know Oklahoma State has given up six points in the last two games total. Um, so that's pretty good. So you're talking about a defense that is rolling right now um, against Kansas. And you can't really give too much credit to Kansas there for the well, they handle their business, unlike Oklahoma against Kansas. Right. And and then you went into Morgantown, West Virginia, and, and only allowed three points on the road, uh, which is pretty yeah. impressive. Yeah, uh, especially uh, at that place. It's never easy. Yeah, Oklahoma State is, is not your typical Big 12 team. And I think that's what is, is you know, it rubs people the wrong way. Um, certain people that are making predictions, you know, annually about uh, games and about the outcome of the Big 12 is that it, Oklahoma State's just not your typical team. 
and and TCU is your typical Big Twelve team that runs and guns and likes to throw the ball. Um, no, I think Oklahoma State has enough defense to shut down TCU. I don't see TCU getting more than two touchdowns in this game. Um, I think Oklahoma State covers easily in this one. Uh, I'm going to probably go 34-14 uh, in this game, uh, Oklahoma State at home. Now moving on to our next conference, and that next conference will be the Big Ten um, in a game that uh, it would have been a lot bigger than it is now. Uh, just a lot's happened in the Big Ten East, I think, this season. Uh, and the West, uh, so Big Ten as a whole, uh, and it's really all over the place. So I, this game, I don't know where I stand. Um, it's even right now, a lot of even games we've seen this year, which I'm I'm not happy about. Uh, but aside from that, you've got a young quarterback on one side of the ball in Michigan, uh, you know, really taking control of the offense, and you have a veteran on the other side for Penn State and Sean Clifford. Uh, I think that the biggest thing, and I, and I think I'm going to revisit, uh, something that's been repeated over and over again is that Penn state has to get a running game going in order to balance out their passing game. Uh, and, and I just haven't seen that this season and it's gotten a little better at home than it is on the road. Um, struggling to run the ball on the road, played a little better against Maryland last week, uh, for a team like Michigan coming off of a loss to, you know, uh, Michigan State, it's going to be, a, it's going to try to be a bounce back, but it's going to be a rough environment. Uh, they know what it's like, and, and Harbaugh knows exactly what it's like to go into into Penn State and play a, a, fo- a big football game like this. Uh, I think Penn State wins this game at home uh, solely because of, home field home field advantage in this one and uh the experience i think at home mcnamara i just doesn't i don't think he's had that big of a game uh, on his plate yet and he's going to get a full plate of it here uh so so i expect penn state to win this game uh by a touchdown in this game it'll be close uh, i'm going to go 24 17 in this one yeah, Michigan's really been impressive throughout this whole entire season. I mean, they played really good three quarters on the road to Michigan State and then fell apart in the fourth quarter uh, where they blew a, a late lead. Penn State, on the other hand, uh, probably not where they wanted, uh, you know, a loss to Iowa, a loss to Illinois. The, the loss to Illinois is just unacceptable if you're Penn State. Uh, it's going to be a challenge uh, for both of these teams. I think that uh, this is if Michigan can win this one, I think the rest of their schedule sets up, you know, leading towards uh, that showdown at home against our arch rival in Ohio State. But I don't think uh, that they're going to get out of Happy Valley with a win here. I think that Sean Clifford, it really needs to have a good game against Michigan. I think. Uh, like the North Carolina and Pittsburgh game, whoever can get their running game going is definitely going to win this ball game because you don't want to put it too much uh, on their quarterback. I think, especially for Michigan, I know Colin McNamara, you know, he's he doesn't light up, you know, the scoreboard like, you know, a quarterback like Matt Corral, you know, 300 yards passing and three touchdowns. He just does just enough uh, for his team uh to win football games. So I do think that if Michigan can't get their running game going against this Penn State defense, then it could be a long day for the Wolverines. But I just don't see Penn State going winless in these big games. You know, they already lost to to Iowa and Ohio State uh, already. And, you know, they got the big uh, opener against Wisconsin. And they still got Michigan State uh, on the schedule left after this. So I do think that, Especially since it's at home, if this was at the big house, this would be a Michigan blowout. Uh, but I do think that 100 plus strong uh, behind the blue and white of Penn State uh, will prevail. I do think that this is going to be, you know, your typical Big Ten smash mouth uh, football could come down to a field goal, game winning field goal kick. Uh, but I do think uh, that Penn State will win this one. I'll say 21. Uh, I'll say 21 to 16. I think someone misses like a PAT or something crazy like that. So (laughs) 
I do think that Penn State uh, ultimately uh, will win a big game like this, and I think that could boost them uh, and maybe win out the rest of the way and get into year six. All right, so let's move on to the next Big Ten game. And, man, Big Ten has been really a fun conference this year to watch. Uh, no, Without a doubt, probably the best football conference uh, this year, you know, top to bottom. Because you have a team like Purdue, ranked number 19 right now. And they got to travel to number four, Ohio State. And whoever made Purdue's schedule, I really hate you right now. Because, really, they literally just played a top three team in Michigan State. And now you want them to go on the road to play a number four Ohio State Buckeye team? Like, come on, man. Give this team a break. Like, let them enjoy a big win. Like, geez. It's, like, so harsh. Like, they already played Iowa, Michigan State. Like, now they got to play Ohio State. But, uh, yeah, like you see right there, 20-point favorite is Ohio State. So, still, Vegas has some love. Purdue coming off of the big win. And, yeah, it's an emotional win to come off of. And it's not easy to get up. And if you can't get up for a game, you know, a number four team, Ohio State, then you don't deserve to be a college football athlete. Um, it's, it's pretty hard to, to – I don't know if I would ever touch this point spread of 20 points because either we could see Ohio State team blow out Purdue or we could see, uh, you know, the Purdue spoiler makers show up again and upset a top four team. That would just be absolute bonkers. And I, I would love to see it, but – I think Purdue's run comes to an end. Ohio State, C.J. Stroud's offense is just too good. I do think uh, uh, that this might get to – I think Purdue could score, can score, and will score against this Ohio State defense. But Ohio State just has way too much talent on both sides of the ball to keep this one close. I think Purdue keeps it close for a half, and then it's all Buckeyes after that. So I'll say 38-21 to 21, Ohio State. Yeah, I think this game is big because uh, it really, if Purdue does win this football game, it changes the entire makeup of the Big Ten, especially in the They're in the driver's seat to win the West. Especially in the East. I mean, this game shakes up a lot in the East, not only the West, where Mm -hmm. Purdue is. Um, I'm going to throw some numbers at you real quick. But Purdue is 2-1 this season against ranked teams. Okay. Um, their only loss comes to Notre Dame on the road, uh, where they did lose that game by two touchdowns um, early on in the season. It, later on, you see, I mean, the last five games, Purdue's last, their last five games uh, after this game, uh, three of them will be against ranked opponents. Um, and exactly three opponents at the time that were all ranked inside the top four. Uh, so you had them go on the road and beat Iowa, who was a number two team in the country at the time. Uh, and then, you know, they, they come back and, and beat, uh, Michigan state who's number three at the time. And then they come and they potentially, uh, I think that they'll go on the road and I think they're going to beat number four, Ohio state. I think we're going to see another repeat of what happened a, a few years ago. Um, I think that Purdue is a dark horse just because it nobody knows what's going to happen. Um, I don't think Ohio State knows what's going to happen. Um, and I think that scares them to death. Um, 20 points, I, I, I get where Vegas is coming from because Ohio State's a good football team. Uh, but you got to give Purdue credit. They're going to match Ohio State shot for shot in this game. I think you said for a half, I think they're going to go the distance with this team Um, because I've watched a few Purdue games this season and they have a lot of potential um, for the future to be the top dog in the Big Ten West uh, from here on out for a long time. So um, I'm going to take Purdue in this game and I I think I'm going to take them by a field goal in this game. It's going to be a close one. That means they have to go on the road and win in Columbus. not too many points scored in this game. Maybe a few. I'm going to go 30-27, and I'll take Purdue on the road. Now, here's a scenario I have for you. So, let's say Purdue pulls off this upset. So, that would be they, they beat the number two, number three, number four. Even as a three-loss team, does Purdue give a vote for you as a top-ten team? Um, As a top-ten team, 
Yeah, even with three losses, I mean, they would have probably the best resume in all of college football. I would think so. Yeah, I'd have to put them at number 10. I, I kind of have to see yeah. where it is um, compared to some other teams at the end of the season. Uh, but if we get towards the end, and, and let's say they do come out with this win, uh, I think that they're they're a lock for a, for at least number 10 in the country. Would be interesting. <laughs> and now moving on to the West. Uh, speaking of West... We're going to be moving out to the state of California. Uh, the Colorado Buffalo will be visiting the UCLA Bruins. Uh, the Bruins are a 17-point favorite at home. Uh, a game that I don't know what's going to happen. It's it's a confusing game because... Col- yes, the Pac-12, you never know what's going to happen. Know. And Colorado shows up when they want to, and sometimes they just, they're not there. Um, UCLA had a decent uh, season so far. I, I, I'm going to defer to you first, because I got to think, oh. I got to think about a game like this. Yeah, I mean, Colorado's been too inconsistent for me. I mean, the point spread is 17 points. I think that's a little bit overdone. I don't even think UCLA has a, a win by 17 points. Uh, the concern for me is Dorian Thompson Robinson has been a little bit banged up these past couple of weeks. Uh, it's been the backup that's been starting. So I'm, I'm not really sure if Dorian Thompson Robinson is starting this game. I'm going to assume that he is. Uh, so I think that uh, UCLA will win this game pretty convincingly. I don't think it's going to get to 17 points. Uh, Colorado just doesn't have offense to keep up with UCLA. They have the defense. Uh, in order to stop uh, Charbonnet uh, and that Russian attack uh, that you, that Chip Kelly uh, likes to put out. But I think that UCLA uh, win this one, I th- I'll say by 10 points, I think I will go 31-21 UCLA. Yeah, uh, you know, co- yeah, Colorado 3-6 and six so far this year. Kind of a disappointment um, at this stage, you know, putting up a good fight with, I remember t- us talking about them against Texas A&M early on in the season that seems like a year ago i know and and we were talking about how you know how productive this colorado team has been um now here we are late in the season and just struggled in conference play um i think ucla has stayed pretty even keel so far this season and it's gotten them enough to win some games um to stay above 500 they i think they'll stay above 500 this one as well I don't think they'll cover the 17 points. They've only covered seven. They've only covered over 17 points this season in one game, and that was a win against Arizona on the road. Arizona is not your best team in the big in the Pac-12. Sorry, yeah, they have one win. Yeah, they just got their win against Cal. Right. So, I think uh, I think it's going to be a lot closer than that. I'll say, yeah, I'll say 10 points as well with you. Um, I'm going to go 38-28 in this one. I think UCLA will, will stretch it out in the second half and, and pull away. All right, we will head keep out west here as we have our next Pac-12 game of the week between Washington State at number three, Oregon. And Oregon last week plays Washington. Now they got to play uh, Washington's brother in Washington State. Oregon Ducks coming in here as a 14-point uh, favorite in Oregon's margin of error. With uh, the one loss to Stanford, which is Stanford team that is really in a downward spiral. It's probably the worst loss of all the top ten teams uh, in the country uh, right now. So if Oregon loses uh, one more game, though, will likely be out of the college football playoff, and pretty much that's the Pac-12's only hope. Uh, I think going into this game, uh, Oregon needs to make a statement. Uh, to the playoff committee, I know that they're a top three team, but they need to start playing like a top three team because they keep, you know, edging out uh, these victories uh, week in and week out uh, like Oklahoma has done. I do think that Washington State has athletes uh, to keep this close, maybe for a quarter or two. Uh, But I do think that this Oregon team is going to want to make a statement. I actually think that this is uh, going to be Oregon's uh, statement win. And I think uh, Oregon wins this one 38-14 to 14 against Washington State. Yeah, I, I don't know where I stand on a game like this. Um, I think it's a close enough game 
to to keep it at the 14 point spread um i i i just didn't see enough from Oregon last week um you know playing against Washington in a game that man that was true Seattle weather let me tell you what that was oh, yeah. that was awful a lot of rain and cold yeah that was awful to watch i mean that was brutal um you know when you hit the ground it stings so bad it's <laughs> like landing on concrete um but no i i think that the story of this game will be can Oregon get out to a decent start um, just haven't gone out to a good start. And let me tell you what, if they do want to make it to the playoff, they got to start fast and they got to start yeah. with, with quick offense. Um, kind of like they did against Ohio state. That's the only chance that they have if they want to make the playoff at this stage. Um, I think them being number three in the country is kind of generous. And I think that them beating, beating Ohio state just kind of helped them out. It's kind of, boost- I mean, yeah, if Ohio, it's a- if, if, I mean, that's the only thing that's keeping them above Ohio State is that win because Ohio State's been looking uh, way better than Oregon as of late. Yeah, I mean, Oregon is on top of Ohio State like a pool floaty out in the middle of the ocean right now. And if if Oregon does slip off, they will sink. And they will sink and sink. So uh, I think Oregon probably will win this game. I don't see them losing to Washington State. Um, We've seen crazier things happen, though, haven't we? Um, I mean, they lost to Stanford. Yeah, I mean, so I think uh, at the end of the day, this game is going to be in the 20s, not crazy high scoring. I, I'm going to go uh, 28-10 in this one, and I'll, I'll give it to Oregon. Oh, that's a Pac-12 score. Yes, absolutely. And now moving on to the south into the SEC, we will be looking at our first game. That is the Mississippi State Bulldogs going on the road to face the number 17. Look at them sticking around. The Auburn Tigers with a five and a half point favorite at home playing at Jordan Hare. Um, I I think this is the first time we've talked about Mississippi State this season. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is the first time I'm seeing this logo. We're late in the season this year. Um, Only only 11 weeks late. That's fine. And I, you know what? I want to get your thoughts first on the Mississippi State being ranked hmm. in the first projection that in in the first week that that the playoff rankings came out. Yeah, I mean, I was shocked, but I mean, I definitely get it. I mean, they had wins at the time, a top, almost a top fifteen team. They're number twelve at the time in Kentucky, and they have a win against now a top. 12 team uh, in Texas A&M. So they definitely have the wins on their resume uh, to grant them uh, number 17. But as you see, uh, Auburn pretty much switched spots uh, with Mississippi State. Mississippi State, after their loss to Arkansas this past weekend, dropped out. And then Auburn uh, dropped down to 17 after the loss to to A&M. So both of these teams are looking uh, for a win. And with this win, they could, you know, boost them into a better bowl game. like you said, Auburn coming in here at five and a half. Uh, we've seen a good Bo Nix and a bad Bo Nix. A bad Bo Nix plays on the road and the good Bo Nix plays at home. So since the good Bo Nix is playing at home, I'm going to go with Auburn Tigers. But this is going to be a close game. Mississippi State has the offense. Will Rogers, one of the most uh, young, talented quarterbacks uh, in the SEC, only a sophomore and they like to sling the rock uh, in Starkville. Um, you know, they feed their receivers at least 40 times a game. So we will see if Auburn will have the game plan for that against Mississippi State. And another thing is, uh, can Tank Bigsby get it going against this Mississippi run defense? Mississippi State shut down Chris Rodriguez uh, in the game against Kentucky. Uh, I do think that this might be a little bit low scoring. These are two talented offenses. I think the defenses. Uh, we'll take over. I'm going to give Auburn the, uh, the slight edge here against uh, Mississippi State. I think it's going to be, oh boy, 28 to, to 23 uh, in favor of the Auburn Tigers. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think that Mississippi State, yes, has done enough to get to the point where they are in the season. Uh, you know, I don't know if it is too early. I know that much, but 
you know, it, it seems like in Starkville, it's all about, you know, it was all about the legend of Dak Prescott. Uh, in I don't think that they, they, nobody could get over that. I mean, who was, who was, the problem was, is who was going to step up next for Mississippi State? Um, and I think Will Rogers did answer the call. Um, and I hope that he continues to grow in that role because I think he could be the next Dak Prescott for that, for that school uh, and really push them up into the SEC, up into the, the higher uh, group and give somebody a run for their money. Uh, you know, like we saw with Kentucky this season. I mean, you know, really played strong in the first half of the year. So I think that it's a good sign from Mississippi State. Um, they're just not there yet overall. Defense is good enough to play in games. Just offense just isn't scoring enough, taking advantage of some opportunities. Um, and that's why I'm going to go with Auburn in this game. I've seen a lot of Auburn this season. Um, and yes, Bo Nix is completely different at home. We all know his record of home and road. Um, and, and I do think that Auburn will win this game. And I don't think you can credit this win to Tank Bigsby, though. Uh, really has been disappointing in the last few games that I've seen. Uh, just just not running the ball well. And I think that I don't, I don't know if you attribute it to him just having poor games or uh, teams adjusting. I mean, you're, you you've got teams that are adjusting to how uh, he's going to run the ball and they'll just stack the box because he's, he's, he's not as quick as some of these linebackers and the linebackers can get out there and get a stop. Um, If he's going to run the ball up the middle, they'll just stack the box. Um, And I think that's the strategy that Mississippi state will probably roll in with this one and give some pressure to Bo Nix. Overall though, I think Auburn wins this game by a touchdown if not a little bit more, I'll give it 10 points in this game. Uh, I'm going to go 28. Uh, 28, give me a wacky score. 28-18 in this one. Uh, yeah, 18, all right. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it to Auburn. <laughs> all right, so both rolling with the Tigers, and we will go on to the next game in the SEC in the final game in our slate of games in week 11 and it's a big one in the sec between number 11 texas a&m at number 15 ole miss college game day will be there so the grove uh will be rocking this saturday a&m comes in here as a road favorite two and a half point favorite and texas a&m is one of the best defenses not only in the sec uh, but in the country was really impressed if i they were to shut down that auburn offense auburn only scored a field goal in that game, but they're going to be tested against Matt Corral uh, and this Ole Miss offense. Lane Kiffin uh, is an offensive genius. He knows what to do against tough defenses uh, like Texas A&M. But I, I usually go with the, the home dogs uh, in this one, but I like, I'm like i going to go with Texas A&M. I really like uh, you know the past couple of weeks. Ever since that Alabama game, they've really been rolling on both sides of the ball. Zach Calzada. Is starting to play uh, like a really uh, talented quarterback, uh, doing just enough. Isaiah Spiller is starting to find uh, the run game. Uh, I don't know if this is really going to be a high-scoring shootout. I know that, you know, Ole Miss's offense uh, has the edge in this one. Uh, they can score on you. But Texas A&M defense, I think that uh, they're really – they're going to get pressure on Matt Corral. I think he's going to be he's going to force uh, one or two turnovers out ultimately the side of the ball game. But I think Texas A&M wins this one. I think this will be a close ball game uh, nonetheless. Uh, but I think that Texas A&M will win this one. I'll say twenty four to thirteen. Texas A&M. Yeah, um, both teams four and one in their last five games. Uh, Texas A&M, Texas A&M winning. Sorry, uh, both ranked matchups that they've played. Um, in the last five games, well, uh, Ole Miss has gone one and one against ranked teams in the last five. Um, you know, I, I don't know if, uh, yeah, I don't know if the story of this game can be the, the offense for Ole Miss like I've I've been riding uh, later this the season. Uh, <laughs> I I think that uh, Texas A and M has turned it around. Uh, I think that they have. Uh, kind of creeped back up, you know, starting off high in the season, in the rankings in the season, and kind of fell down a little bit. 
uh, and has come back. I think that win against Alabama really boosted them and really got them motivated. Uh, and of course, I think that we get any team motivated to beat Alabama, to be honest with you. Uh, but uh, I really think it's propelled them to to play well uh, and have a four-game winning streak going right now. So I expect them to come in in Oxford and take care of business. Uh, I'm going to make it probably a six-point game in this one. Uh, I'm going to go 27. Uh, I'm going to go 27, 21 in this one, and I'll take Texas A&M on the road. All right, time to introduce a new segment in our show, our New Year's Six Bowl Predictions. We're going to do this uh, starting weekly now, and man, this took a lot of effort, a lot of stress, uh, (laughs) a lot of thinking on these New Year's Six Bowl games. It's really hard. You know, we're in week 11. We're coming down to the wire, so like I said, we'll be doing this weekly. So we will start... Uh, with the first New Year's Six, we'll, we'll start with the bowl games outside of the playoff and then work our way uh, to the two semifinal games. So the first one is the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. Obviously, there's no really tie-ins uh, to the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. Uh, usually we see, last year we saw Georgia-Cincinnati. So this could either be the where the highest group of five uh, ranking is uh, versus at-large or just at-large versus at-large. So why don't you kick things off here with your uh, Peach Bowl prediction? Yeah, uh, my Peach Bowl prediction, one coming from uh, the independent side and the other coming from a, a strong ACC team that has kind of staked the claim this year uh, as one of the top teams in the ACC along with their counterpart. Uh, but I- I'm going to go Notre Dame and Wake Forest, both teams, playing really well this year. Wake Forest, I mean, New Year's Six. I, <laughs> I mean, I don't think we even saw that coming. I think coming. you had in mind. I mean, you picked Wake Forest and Pitt to make it to the ACC championship. I did. I did. But, man, I never thought we'd be sitting here talking about Wake Forest. I mean, before I. the season started. I mean, you know what I'm saying? The past of these two teams, you never would have thought we'd be talking about a team like Wake Forest uh, playing for a New Year's Six game uh, in Atlanta. So, I props to them for even making it this far. Uh, I think if they do make it to the Peach Bowl, uh, they're going to give Notre Dame a, a good game. Uh, and I and I hope uh, this is a, a really good fought battle. My predictions are pretty much similar to yours. Uh, I have uh, the group of five being represented here by the independent school in, in Notre Dame. And I also have uh, the ACC champion, but I don't have Wake Forest. I have Pittsburgh. Right now, Wake Forest has no uh, defense, and that's really concerning. I mean, they can't really stop anyone. Uh, so I think if it gets to a, a Wake Forest versus Pittsburgh game, you're going to have a lot of offense uh, in that one. But I think Pittsburgh would have the defensive edge. Uh, but I definitely think that this would be a really fun battle to watch between uh, Jack Cohn uh, and Kitty Pickett. Uh, who would have thought we might see uh, that matchup? Uh, but I definitely think uh, this would be a, a fun matchup to watch. I ultimately think that Notre Dame will go 11-1, look at their schedule. They're pretty set up. Uh, they have the one loss to Cincinnati, but you can't really, uh, you know, negate them for that. Cincinnati's a top 14. I do think that Pittsburgh uh, will run the table. Uh, they got a big game this weekend against North Carolina, so if they can take care of business, I ultimately think they will make it to the ACC champion and uh, play pretty much the winner of this weekend's game between Wake Forest uh, and NC State. Whoever wins that one should uh, represent uh, the the coastal side, and Pittsburgh will represent the Atlantic side. So I got to give the Peach Bowl to Notre Dame uh, versus Pitt, but yeah, pretty much the same along the lines of your pick. All right, so now we will go on to the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. Uh, Now, as you saw in the predictions, the group of five team is out. So pretty much the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl is up for grabs. Uh, Could be two top ten teams. Uh, So let's go on uh, to your prediction. Uh, As you'll see in the predictions, uh, we pretty much have uh, along the same lines here. Yeah, uh, in this one, I've got the... uh... SEC being uh, represented by Texas A&M. Uh, I just got finished talking about them, how they've turned their season around pretty well. Um, and I think that's good enough to get them a New Year's Six. And on the other side, I've got uh, the Big Ten represented by Michigan. Uh, I think Michigan has done enough this season to to get to a New Year's Six. 
Uh, I think it was about getting them started early in the year and, and getting uh, a good leap into it. Uh, I hope I'm correct in this one, but if Michigan does struggle here late in the season, I have a feeling that they are not going to make it. Uh, my hope is is that they stick around to let this you know come true. Uh, hopefully they're listening. Um, but, but no, are you listening? I, I I hope they they get a good finish to the season and a good representation for the Big Ten. Yeah, I pretty much have the same prediction as you. I think that Texas A&M will be the representative from the SEC. I think they went out uh, and they finished the season uh, 10-2, and but they could get boosted if Alabama loses one more game. I think the only game on the schedule that could be a loss for Alabama is Iron Bowl when they go on the road uh, at Auburn. So Texas A&M could get boosted to the Sugar Bowl, and this would be Alabama's role in the Fiesta Bowl. Uh, So we'll just have to see. But right now I have Texas A&M. I think that in the end, they'll win out and uh, legitimate themselves into a top 10 team. Michigan, on the other hand, right now, this is a question mark for me. Uh, right now, I think that Michigan ceiling is 11-1, I, but I have them losing uh, this weekend against Penn State. So right now, they're a two-loss team, and and then they still have to play Ohio State. So I'm not really feeling too confident about this Michigan pick right now, as it could be a three-loss team that could, could slide out and be like – a part of the Citrus Bowl, but uh, right now I would have to give the nod uh, to the Michigan Wolverines, uh, but man, what a matchup this would be between Texas A&M versus Michigan. Honestly, they look identical. I mean, they have just enough offenses and really good defenses, so yeah. I would love to see this matchup in the Fiesta Bowl, and it would be a, a weird travel. You know, A&M has to, you know, from Texas to Arizona, Michigan has to go all the way to Arizona, so that would be a tough uh, road trip for the boys in blue, but this would be a really good game to watch. Yeah, I mean, I think your other alternate scenario in this one, you know, as you said, if Alabama does lose, uh, I think your alternate scenario in this one could be an Alabama-Michigan State matchup. Um, or Alabama-Michigan. Or Alabama-Michigan. I mean, uh, so Man. I think that you really could have some some old rivalries renewed um, in this one. All right, so we go now to the granddaddy of them all, the Rose Bowl. has been going on for 100-plus years. Last year, obviously, was an uh, interesting uh, year for the Rose Bowl, as was the, the playoff semifinal. You had Alabama and Notre Dame. Now it goes back to its traditional role, the Pac-12 uh, versus uh, the Big Ten. So uh, who you got representing uh, the Big Ten uh, in the Pac-12 this year? So uh, I'm going to start with the Pac-12 uh, in the Pac-12, I've got a little bit of a sleeper representing. Uh, I'm going to go with Utah in the Utes representing the Pac-12. Um, and in the Big Ten, as I said just a minute ago, uh, I'm going to have Michigan State represent the, the Big Ten in this one. Uh, I think Utah gets to the point where they are because of some two big wins against the same team twice in a row later on in the season, one being Mm. at home and one being in the championship game. Utah is just a complete shot in the dark uh, to play against, literally because they wear black uniforms. Um, But uh, I think think they've got enough offense uh, to get to a point where they could play this game against Michigan State and make it a really good one. I don't even think I've seen Utah Michigan State play. So, yeah, this would be a treat uh, to watch. And uh, I have, I'm have i going to agree with one of your teams. I have the Oregon Ducks as the Pac-12 representative. I do think that they will win the Pac-12 championship. They would play Utah. But I actually have in a couple – I think it's next week uh, that Oregon has to go on the road to Utah. And I think that Utah will get the upset win there. And that will pretty much uh, – wipe away the Pac-12 of any playoff shot. So I have Oregon as a representative, and I have Michigan State uh, as a representative uh, for the Big Ten. I was going back and forth between three teams, Michigan State, Michigan, and Wisconsin. I ultimately think that Wisconsin will win out and be the representative in the uh, for the Big Ten West. Who would have thought that after uh, their <laughs> uh, horrid start to the season? I mean, we had Wisconsin pretty much uh, every week of the season for the uh, you know, the first four weeks of the season, we kept picking them and they kept losing. And, you know, there goes Wisconsin. So uh, I do think that Wisconsin has an outside shot if Michigan State and Michigan kind of falls apart uh, at the end of the season. But 
Right now, I have to give the edge uh, to Michigan State just because they have the head-to-head against Michigan. But I do think that you'll see both of the Michigan schools, uh, barring and uh, you know epic collapse, with, you know by one of them. But I think you're going to see both Michigan schools uh, in a New Year's Six bowl game. But you're going to see Oregon versus Michigan State. I'm pretty sure they faced off in there in the Marcus Mariota days, so it should be another good matchup between the Ducks and the Spartans. All right. So now we will go on uh, to the next New Year's Six Bowl slate, and that is the All-State Sugar Bowl. Usually it is the representatives from the SEC uh, in the Big 12. And, man, this we got some big matchups for you, so why don't you take it away if you're a matchup? Yeah, I think I've got the biggest matchup outside oh, yeah. of the playoff um, in this one. I've got Alabama playing against Oklahoma in the All-State Sugar Bowl. Uh, you want to talk about two teams that can put up some points and one team that plays a lot of defense and the other one don't play a lick of defense. So uh, this game could be very interesting and it would kind of be a repeat of what we've seen in previous years. Um, but it ain't for anything like a college football uh, national championship. Uh, so I, I expect it to be uh, something like this. Uh, I don't think Alabama will finish in the top four. Uh, Ultimately, they will have to play Georgia for the SEC championship. And ultimately, I believe they lose that game pretty big, actually. Um, So uh, I expect uh, expect Alabama to be a two-loss team at the end of it all. Um, If not worse, we could be talking about something even worse um, and, and play in a game like this against Oklahoma. Yeah, I agree with you for the most part. Uh, I have Alabama in there from the SEC. I think they go eleven and one the regular season, but lose uh, to Georgia, so that'll ultimately bump them uh, down to the Sugar Bowl. Actually, I have Oklahoma State. I think that Oklahoma State uh, and Oklahoma will not only meet in the regular season. I think both of these teams will also meet uh, in Dallas when it's all said and done in the Big Twelve Championship. Uh, I think that Oklahoma. Uh, could be one of those uh, one-loss teams. I think Oklahoma State, uh, they have them at home. Uh, I think they can beat them uh, in the regular season, but it's going to be hard uh, for, you know, if they meet twice uh, for one of these teams uh, to win two games. So I think that Oklahoma State is ultimately going to be the runner-up in the Big 12. And this would be a really interesting game. I think that Alabama would have the edge uh, on the offensive side. Oklahoma State has the better defense. So Alabama's defense kind of been too inconsistent for me. Uh, but yeah, this would be a, a, a fun, interesting, uh, you know, on the coaching side too. You have Nick Saban and then the mullet uh, facing <laughs> off. So yeah, sign me up for this if this happens. All right. So now let's go on to the college football playoff semifinals. Uh, playoff semifinal number one is a good year Cotton Bowl. Uh, and we have the number two and number three seeds. Uh, and we'll tell you why that we put Georgia uh, in Miami. Yeah. Um, for my cotton bowl prediction here, uh, I'm going to go with Ohio state. I think ultimately Ohio state will finish the season with as one loss. Um, if, if they don't lose to yeah. Purdue, um, I did say you earlier, have losing to Purdue. I did pick them to lose to Purdue. Now this is all barring some interesting situations that happen. So this is as of right now, I'm doing this. Now, if they lose... Like you said, it's weekly, so it expected to change. <laughs> if they lose this weekend, then we will see something drastically different inside of my... No, no, not that drastic. Like, um, if only they didn't lose to, like, you know, the team as they should, and they would probably be a real... They would be a top-ten team right now. Yes, yes, they would be, which is pretty crazy. Uh, no, but I've got Ohio State squaring off against uh, Cincinnati. Um, see, I think yes, interstate matchup for a pl- for a, a national championship spot, which would be wild. Really close, but they got to travel far. Yeah, I mean, you know, two teams that have a lot of offense. Um, Cincinnati, I think they make it in, uh, just because of. Alabama losing to Georgia, I think in an SEC championship game, I think they squeeze in. Um, and, and I don't think Oklahoma makes it just because uh, of what I'll get to in a minute. Um, and I think mm. it'll knock them out of uh, a playoff opportunity as well. Yeah, I would love to see that. I mean, 
I'm sure Ohio, you know, Ohio State fans and Cincinnati fans have been arguing like who's the best team in Ohio. So this would be the best way to prove it. And I actually have Ohio State versus number three Oklahoma. I think Ohio State runs the table. Ultimately, uh, goes eleven and one the regular season and is the Big Ten champs. Probably will face Wisconsin and will beat Wisconsin. Number three Oklahoma. I think they're either going to be an undefeated team or a one loss team. I'm I'm leaning on this side. I've really been sticking to this narrative. I think Oklahoma loses in that Bedlam uh, matchup at Oklahoma State to end this regular season, but they turn around uh, in the next weekend and beat Oklahoma State to become the Big 12 champ. So I think that will ultimately uh, vault them into the number three spot. And this would be, you know, a power, two powerhouses facing off in the playoff. Two really good offenses would probably be a high score and shootout. I just think that the offenses would just, you know, be too much for the defenses to handle. So I, this would definitely be a matchup that I, I would love to see. So right now I got Ohio State and Oklahoma facing off in the Cotton Bowl. Now we will head down south to the Sunshine State, the beautiful Miami in Capital One Orange Bowl. As we had the number one seed, the Georgia Bulldogs, uh, in both our predictions, we had Georgia – Usually the number one seed, uh, you know, picks the closest spot. Uh, ultimately in this, I think that Georgia fans, it doesn't matter. They could probably play in Alaska and the stadium would be all red. But I think just for geographical purposes, Georgia's going to ultimately pick to play in Miami since it's more of East Coast and traveling to Arlington. So take it away with your prediction. As you were just uh, noting about Oklahoma falling out. And here you are, Oklahoma State in the playoff. Yeah, I think you're going to see some orange in the stands along with that red and black. Uh, You could see some black and orange in there as well. Uh, That's another note uh, that if Oklahoma State or Oklahoma is in, they're definitely going to be picking Miami. Absolutely. Um, So I I, I think that uh, this game, uh, for me, it comes with some ups and downs. Um, Georgia, I think, ultimately would probably win the game. Um, But I've got Oklahoma State in here um, because I do think that they will uh, beat Oklahoma in the Big 12 championship. Uh, And I just think they've shown me more so far this season than I've seen from Oklahoma. Even though Oklahoma is undefeated, they are ranked eighth in the country right now in the playoff rankings. Uh, And Oklahoma State's a little further down. But I th- only two spots, right? Number ten, right? So I mean, they're right there. So I I think that Oklahoma State shown me more um, in bigger games than than Oklahoma has. Just a lot of question marks on that Oklahoma side. So um, I'm gonna go with Oklahoma State to play and and fill that fourth seed. And my prediction is going to be a rematch of last year's Peach Bowl. Is number one seed Georgia versus number four seed Cincinnati. Uh, like I said already, I think that Oregon's going to be eliminated in a couple of weeks uh, against Utah. I mean, they're. I just don't see them. Uh, they haven't really shown me enough. I know they have the big win against Ohio State for these last couple of weeks. They've really been struggling. And you could say the same for Cincinnati. I mean, they – struggled against you know inferior opponents you know like navy Tulane, and tulsa so they got to pick it up got to start playing uh like a top five team like they are right now they're number five so they're only one spot out uh alabama will lose to georgia so that'll open a spot for cincinnati and oregon losing would just open up another spot uh for them pretty much be a lock for cincinnati so i think that cincinnati uh you know there's some overreaction for cincinnati being uh number six in the first playoff rankings. But I think everything will work itself out. Now, to this game, I don't think this one would be close, to be honest with you. I mean, Georgia's defense would just suffocate Cincinnati. I know that Cincinnati kept it close uh, last year, but Georgia, Georgia's uh, defense was completely different. They had a lot of people opt out uh, during the season. So. Uh, so, But, I mean, this would be a fun playoff, uh, you know, the first round being Georgia-Cincinnati in Ohio State, Oklahoma, but that's our predictions. Uh, like, I, like I said earlier, we'll be doing this weekly, so don't, you know, come at us. This is not set in stone. This is pretty much going to change uh, as the results uh, come every Saturday, so 
Expect this to change uh, as we get closer to the college uh, football playoff in the New Year Six. Absolutely. And, guys, that'll be it for our show. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. If you do want to contact us and reach us uh, about our bowl predictions or about any of our oh, other boy. games that we have covered or any some any topics that uh, you'd like us to cover in the near future, you can find us on our social media pages and the links to those our accounts are CFB underscore coast to coast. That's CFB underscore coast, the number two coast. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in once again, and we will see you guys in next week's episode, and we will see where we stand uh, yeah. in result of what happens. We'll see if these predictions last uh, <laughs> at least a week. We'll see if they last seven days, so we will see you guys next week. Thank you. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.